Starting transmission for the only podcast to take sugar, spice, and everything nice and toss it in the garbage because we are the Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bugrell, the Matman. To my left in the Projanger box is Christopher Bristow, the old man. And of course, our omnipotent presence that is, big brother, Stephen Bugrell. Hey, big brother, I didn't know we were playing Elden Ring. I deleted it, you know what, it's your program it is all about programming over here because we want you to program yourself to hop on over to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all of the links to find us all live when we go live on sundays and tuesdays and monday through sunday with wall jenger gaming which is the second tab right there and of course i am going i am going through uh, Old Republic, MMO, working my way through the third arc. Um, it is a long story, I do believe. I'm on um, Corellia right now. Have you actually completed the story in that MMO, old man? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I got too many things to do I'm dedicated. in my life anymore. I'm dedicated. Sean Ennis with a good old-fashioned America joining us. But I'm dedicated um, to actually completing that story once with my Jedi Knight Tour of Ra. And that's why I'm doing it on uh, episode Wall number Jenger. is 320 in the Wall Janger Gaming Net. Well, Per Janger and Wall Hangers Media Network. Um, We're recently. Wall hanging and yeah. Per Janging all over the place. Recently with the sticky. 108th Lug Nuts podcast last Sunday, which will be popping up. Podcast 318 will be popping up at Perjangers and Wallhangers.com shortly after this podcast. But um, yep. you can always contact the team and make sure that you let us know. Do you have an addition to an end segment we talked about? Maybe you have a luggy and nutty ride. Do you want somebody to reach out to you and have you just have a podcast? We can help support you. Yes, by yes, contact that is the, the idea. Team. We're we're kind of you know, branching out and trying to look for new talent and and personalities to join the crew, and just want to have general conversations of nerdy pop culture. And if there's anything that you're passionate about, please reach out to us. Absolutely, pjandwh.com on the contact us page. Yeah, man, because we're always looking about uh, finding nerdy people, but. Recruiting aside, we gather here because tonight, a musical folly, crafting Middle-earth, No Man's Skyrim, and so much more on the Triforce Podcast. We hop over to our first story, which is Dragon Age animated series coming to Netflix in December. Uh, according to the official description, Dragon Age's absolution is set in uh, Tenventer the oldest surviving human nation in Thetis, which is ruled by a powerful magic-wielding government, incidentally. Um, Please to say it's ruled by Xenu. No, no, no. But I think a magical, a magic-wielding government is terrifying enough. Honestly, isn't it? Sure. Imagine Joe yeah. Biden with magic. I don't need to imagine Joe Biden with magic. I get enough magic without him in office. 
<laughs> I'm gonna leave. Any Life's jokes magical <laughs> enough. <laughs> but Dragon Age also announced their next game, which was Dreadwolf. Um, Absolution promises an ensemble of it's new characters. It's hard to believe that Dragon Dragon. Um, uh, we're talking Dragon Age. All right. Yeah. Wrong game. Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Except Sorry. a one-hour Iron Kelly into the Zoom box, sir. We have our Iron Kelly joining right as we start off the stories. Kelly, welcome. We're talking Dragon Age. Dragon Age Absolution was announced, and we have the trailer. Hello. Hi, buddy. So great seeing you the other day. We all need to get together more. Side note, though. Um, Dragon Age released their, on top of this, they also remind you, they released the name of their next game, Dreadwolf. And they promised this one to uh, have an ensemble of new characters inspired uh, inspired by and authentic to Dragon Age lore, including elves, mages, knights, you know, Red Templars, demons, all the special surprises in there. And, Red uh, horseshoes, orange leprechauns, <laughs> green clothes. Cats and dogs, oh my. Cats and, <laughs> cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Um, no casting has been announced for the series. Um, it's in collaboration with Bioware, and we're getting it sometime December 2022. So, now, Dragon Age Inquisition, six years old. Wow. It's hard to think that that game is six years old. Yeah. Because that came out yesterday on the, the release year of the original Xbox One. Wow. I had one of those. Not the Me original. Too. Like, I had an Xbox One, and it was fine. You had mine. You yeah, I did it. for a time. Um, but, I mean, I like the premise of what Netflix is doing with their gaming shows, especially animation-wise. I think that they've really hit an itch when it comes to the gamers because you can really do whatever you want as long as it's but a good here's, story. Here's my, here's my concern. And so now they're putting... Do you think this is kind of like a walk back of Netflix saying, hey, we we cut our all our animation studio and now they're like, hey, here's animation. Uh, like, <laughs> like what's left on the shelf. Like here's everything that's finished. Please still love us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you know? to say something about Netflix. So I've actually been watching a lot of Netflix lately and. I I actually am impressed, more impressed with their selection right now than I used to be. Amazing like, Spider Man, I watched that. That was no, a good pull. They have that. like an eighties, nineties. Yeah. Did um, I watched and all the eighties and nineties movies are really good. Like I watched both uh, the uh, what are they called? Uh, Sounds like starts with starts with. There's a lot of 80s and 90s movies, buddy. You got to help me here. I know, I know. I uh, can't pull it out of your brain. What's the movie with, uh, with the boombox where they hold up? That one? <laughs> <laughs> the one with the guy and they're going on a caper? I can't, caper? I can't believe I can't remember what it is. <laughs> He's the one with the guy in the, the, the <laughs> what? He does the thing. Yeah, Blade Runner. Oh, oh, Blade Runner. Okay. The original Blade Runner is yeah. so good. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I've, been, I've actually been impressed, more impressed with it lately. Than yeah. I used to be. Well, yeah, I mean, my problem with Netflix seemed to, like, I mean, when, originally, when everybody was really pumping that Netflix machine, they just seemed to just kind of knock it out of the park with every show they put out. And now, while there's a lot more widespread content, 
I feel like that's where they're losing people. It's where you get that sense of too much to watch on Netflix. I mean, we don't necessarily promote or don't promote one one streaming service or the other. And well, we have which, them all, so I mean, they're all making which out, man. could very well change if they just reach out to us and sponsor us. We're, we're available. Um, um, yep. Yeah, please, they're not um, Sorry, no. or Paramount Plus. But um, what most people are doing nowadays is that they're canceling one, subscribing to another. They'll binge on that one for three months, watch all their content, go back to an, go go to the next one, watch all their content, get caught up. Go to the next one and then rinse and repeat, and, you know, for those, you know, three months of the year, four times a year. You could do that with like Paramount Plus. You could do that with Netflix. You, you do, do have HBO a Max. You have a cycling that happens to where some people are like uh, me and you, old man. We we just, you know, that's our subscription. We pay it happily. Same, hey, as I, long I as have all keep, of them. As just... long as you keep pumping out good content, I'll continue to pay you. But... Then you have those people who are a little bit more, what's the word I've been grown up with, thrifty. And they will cycle their subscriptions. Yeah, ain't nobody got time to do that, <laughs> to, figure that to figure that out. To where most people will just say, you know what, you haven't had enough content for me to watch, and you're gone. To where that's a freedom that we didn't get with cable. Yeah, I use Hulu for like actual live TV as well, so... Well, you have Hulu, Sling. There's a bunch of different options. Um, but the main thing that I pull from, like, this main thing with Netflix, because they had a loss of subscribers, but there's always content there. If I really want to watch something, I can find something there, usually a documentary. To where certain services lack in that. Like, they lack in a lot of F- documentaries. F1 show is amazing on Netflix. Oh, Drive to Survive is something that has gotten i'm sure a lot more americans very interested in f1 because it's so dynamic we actually we talk about the races in the end credits for lug nuts sometimes so check out the back catalog um but there's a lot there to netflix to where it's it's got the onion layers to where there are certain shows like especially netflix anime shows i will go back and rewatch, even though i've rewatched it i just know that i can find cowboy bebop there so i'd I want to rewatch Cowboy Bebop and go to Netflix. Yeah, Connor wants to watch The Dragon Prince again, so that's that's going to be another I've one. I've rewatched that. I will. I I I watched it, and then they came out with season two, and then I rewatched season one and two, and now I'm just on that train. You know, I love that show so much, and especially because it's from the Avatar creators, and they really donked it with that one. A lot like donking this next story, because Marvel has a Thunderbolts movie, and they tap Jake Schreier as director. Uh, He's set to direct the new tentpole. Black Widow scribe Eric Pearson is penning the script with President Kevin Feige producing. Not much is known about the plot of the film other than it revolves around a group of villains who are set on missions commissioned by the government. That sounds awfully familiar, Suicide Squad. Another element that remains vague is which characters will be part of the team since the film is technically still in development. However, Marvel did reportedly tell certain individuals to keep an open schedule. So my question to you gentlemen is... Who do you most want to see in this show? Because right off the bat, with my head, I want to see Baron Zemo as well as maybe give me Taskmaster. 
and the abomination is, I think, a good a given. We've already seen him in, you know, uh, Shang Chi and all that. So, who do you see? Who do you want to see? Because you got, I mean, Yelena. You have a lot of different characters that they could pull in here. Jackie Chan as Jackie Chan. Just for no reason, Jackie Chan's on the Thunderbolts. No, because he was in a movie called Thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs> you could name his character Thunderbolt, and he'd be like Suicide Squad style, the first one to die. As long as we get Chris Tucker in there as well, I'm happy. <laughs> Super green. <laughs> How about Christopher Walken? But Chris Tucker has to be uh, the, the character he was from Fifth Element. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. <laughs> I will allow it. Um, but mainly, I want to see them. You'll probably see the people like Yelena Belanoff, the people that um, <sighs> Madam Hydra is recruiting in this new Phase 4. You know, like U.S. Agent, he'll be in there. Yelena, all these people who are just kind of like, I feel like you could get a really good movie out of the Thunderbolts. With still being original, true to Marvel, and not feeling like a copy Suicide Squad, as much as I joke about that. Because essentially, that's how they got the idea. They all, Marvel and DC stop. always so play off each other. Without, like, making it like that. I mean, it, it will be hard, but is there a way? It'll still be good, though. Like, regardless, it's good. it'll be a good movie. Yeah. I mean, I think they're setting up enough with that that you could really. So play I think, um, I think, uh, Feige had this in the works to do the Thunderbolts movie. What's going to deaden the reaction a little bit is the whole Suicide Squad and Peacemaker follow up. Because now they're for the first time, yeah, Marvel is following DC for the first time in a roundabout scenario. And well, one can argue that Marvel is following DC with Iron Man because you're taking a billionaire playboy phila- ph- uh, philanthropist and making him a, vi- a vigilante. I can't. I However, can't they take it different routes. I like Moonstone. She's a good character. Hi. It's gonna be a, be pretty cool. I'd also like them to see. Pull, I'd like them to pull Ghost. You know, from Ant Man. Yeah, that'd be a good pull. You know, our, I, I also want Tim Roth's uh, abomination to be done right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he wasn't bad in uh, Shang-Chi for the little no. two seconds we saw him. But, but we're also going to see him in She-Hulk. So we got to see how he's going to be there, you know? Because we already saw the, the cage with the abomination in it. And obviously he's Hulk's main adversary. You can't avoid the elephant in the room. So there's a lot there with Marvel that we have in the future but also to look at the flip side of the coin pun intended we have to look at dc if we're gonna flip any coins we're gonna go right over to the black adam trailer that dropped this looked badass by the way starts with dr fate questioning what black adam's powers have given to him then we quickly see a a glimpse of his origins as a slave and then the epic summoning of him uh, then uh, completely abusing and killing a whole bunch of soldiers for apparently no reason. And that's, boom, his origins, 
done right, true to Black Adam. And then, bam, you wanted him here, you probably are going to regret that decision because he's got all this, like, tragic backstory, and The Rock is the perfect person to play him. Not to say that. And then here we see, oh, you're emptying full clips into this guy. He didn't even look his head up, and you're dead. So then we get to see a whole bunch of cuts of the Justice Society of America go into action. Uh, members with a lot of shots of what's to come, including an epic rocket catch from Black Adam later on in this trailer. Here we see him squaring off against Hawkman. That is probably the stupidest thing you could have done to The Rock. Or Black Adam in general. I think, I think and they, you deserve that, that. The same thing would happen if you hit The Rock even if it wasn't movies, it would still be the same thing. Nah, yeah, you, can, you can ask Kevin Hart. You can ask Kevin Hart that question. <laughs> yeah, no, no joke. Kevin Hart's he's he's ripped. The dude. Oh yeah, no, he works out. <laughs> yeah, he works out. But he's um, probably one of the funniest people, and I love the fact that he's from Philly too. Yeah, that sells it. This is the infamous uh, grenade scene where obviously these two are going to be a part of the movie. You got the love interest and you know the friend. Here, some kind of weird mortar catches it. Huh, did he just catch a grenade? Boom. Done. So, there's a lot here. I think that it's I can't amazing. wait to see Pierce Brosnan in a superhero movie. Dude, apparently The Rock said that you are not going to be disappointed by Pierce Brosnan's Dr. Fate. And I completely yeah. believe him. Because October 21st, we are going to see when Black Adam strikes. I mean, he can't, what could go wrong? He was a... He was pretty, he was badass Bob. I mean, this movie has been in development longer than the MCU's when you look at it from Iron Man. You heard it here first. Like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they were already planning a a, a Black Adam movie with The Rock. And then the MCU happened, and now you still have The Rock. And I really feel like this is going to be one of DC's strongest movies of the year. Yeah, I think this is going to be one of my favorites that DC does. Absolutely, man. It's just, we can only hope it's, this next story is going to be as good, but makes me as queasy as Ezra Miller because Joker 2, hang on, I got to get on the right screen. Joker 2 will be, dare I say, a, a musical. With Lady Gaga in talks to play Harley Quinn. That I don't have a problem with. I don't have a problem with Harley Quinn being played as Lady Gaga. Whatever you, you want to do. you have a problem with it being a musical? Yeah. Why? I, know, I don't know. I just feel like. Come that- on. Having Joaquin Phoenix in Joker saying, singing, I feel pretty would fit the character. I'm just saying. <laughs> I The comedy is not lost on me. It's just my main problem is that the first film was so good. I got to see at least an explanation as maybe, to why they are going that route. Maybe and it's going to be like similar to – I got it. Maybe it's going to be similar to – you know how uh, WandaVision yeah. was like a sitcom. It was all – in that little bubble, in her head, you know, maybe it's going to be something like it's in her head that she's crazy. A musical, I don't know. It, I, I actually, all right, you kind of brought me around on that very quickly. Uh, I mean, she is nutso, so 
Because it's the way they de- the way they describe this. I mean, obviously, we got the announcement from this movie from um, Todd Phillips's social media, his Instagram. He posted a picture of Joaquin Phoenix reading the script, as well as Kelly. You'll be proud of me. The picture of the script, which read Joker, folly da uh, folly adieu. I, I looked up the pronunciation. I did all right enough. He researched it so many times. Oh, I <laughs> did. I, re- I rewatched that video like he five had Google times. Google Translate say it over and over again so you repeated it. Kelly <laughs> could be on. I have to get this right. Um, but folie adieu is defined as identical or similar mental disorders affecting two or more of individuals, usually as members of a close family. So that, with the report that Gaga's version of Harley Quinn will be different from the current DC Universe's version of her. I like that idea, especially with her as Harley Quinn. And with your idea of it kind of like being like that in her head musical moments of that and the seriousness that you got with that story, because the mental disorder that they had with Joaquin Phoenix was amazing in the first one. It complemented the character so perfectly and artistically. And, and now with them both being that mental disorder. It, and it was – that is perfect, especially with the definition of the word. I can definitely see a direction of where they're going with the script, and you kind of, like, fine-tuned it there to where, yes, they can still have that serious undertone of the first movie and just move it more into an unstable mental realm, which complements both characters to their pure definition. And obviously Joaquin Phoenix can sing. Oh, he can do everything. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a good singer. So I, I think, to be honest with you, I'm interested. <laughs> like, at first when I read it, I was like, wait, what? And then now I'm like... Yes, because I'm, I'm interested. interested but cautionary. I guess that's my overall take. Because you say musical, I think sound of music. Would you reject your... I mean, no. I mean, or West Side guy. Story, yes. <laughs> what, was like, Johnny De- what was the Johnny Depp musical he did? Uh, Sweeney Todd? <laughs> so... I'm sorry, my my snaps aren't aggressive enough. They had more of like a like a like a like a jazz snap. <laughs> jazz snapping gangs might be the title of the podcast. I don't know. You got to have jazz hands in there too. Jazz snaps and jazz hands. Ah, we have a title, but we're all interested. I think we're all just very cautious because of they took a very proper film look at the first one and it was widely accepted and uh, critically praised it the second one joaquin phoenix is like nah you got to make that interesting for me to actually get on board how much controversy that movie came brought about it was so good i know and i love how much how much controversy and if you go to pjandwh.com and go hop over to our spotify you will actually find a spoiler alert with us talking about joker big brother myself Oh, for deep cuts. But another deep cut is our next story because Neil Patrick Harris joins Doctor Who. Neil Patrick Harris is um, tied to the 60th anniversary that's now filming and uh, set to air in 2023. Uh, Russell T. Davies, showrunner, said, It's my huge honor to open our studio doors to the mighty Neil Patrick Harris who he is just getting himself into everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got time. Um, what is he playing? You'll just have to wait. 
But I promise you, the stuff we're shooting now is off the scale. Doctor, beware. That leads me to believe he's going to be more of cast into a villainous role, which I believe is great. Anytime you have NPH uh, in that kind of like snarky, villainous role, I feel like you get a different side to him, which is like, ooh, that's yeah, such like a good. Yeah, Harold Kumar. Yes, exactly. The villain, he was more of like a, like anarchy in that role of the, yeah. why not snort cocaine off a hooker's butt cheek out the sunroof, which would not work if you're driving, by the way. There's aerodynamics. The cocaine would float right away. Yeah, that's the important part of it. Yes. <clears throat> but the important part is that we're getting MPH in Doctor Who. And if, I mean... He almost has his own fandom nerddom in and of itself. You know, Dookie Hauser and all the stuff that even Harold and Kumar, like you mentioned, he leaned into it. And he has just gained more following behind him. Mm-hmm. A lot like, like forever, that. like 30 years old, too. He's him one of those people. Christmas was amazing, by the way. He's yeah. one of those people that don't age, Kelly. He's yeah. like uh, Patrick Stewart, um, oh, Idris Elba, um, you know, John Cena. They don't age. They're robots. Dr. Horrible, horrible sing-along blog. Yes. Paul Rudd's been 40, 35 years old for 40 Oh, years. my God. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's one of those. You know, there are those people. You know them. Either that or they're bathing in the blood of virgin children. But somebody who isn't is our next story because it is an A-plus idea. Don't choke on your coffee. A-plus catering and events is that's a hell of a... That was a good segue. Because you will find none other than the most delicious delicatessens right here on their page, man. Scope out their delicious food and see what they have to offer because there is a lot of things that they are ever-evolving and changing in what they do and how they present things, and it is all... Top notch. You'll find them right over here at aplusCaterers.com. We have to get we have to get them on board with the ACPW live events. I know I introduced the uh, idea to the two, but that that's something that needs to happen because all of those wrestling fans need to enjoy the that will be done um, when they do the all day event. There you go. Another all-day event you may plan out in your future is this next story because Marvel's Midnight Suns drops its Darkness Falls trailer below. I mean, it's all the way down there. Yeah, I know. It's Game Rant. It's the only one that had it. Good. But XCOM developer, I'm not even going to try it, Firaxis, Marvel's Midnight Suns will launch on October 6th on... There we go. Uh, on October 6th, across all platforms, PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and more. But with plenty of pre-order content, including alternative character skins and a new player, bo- uh, new playable heroes, 2K Games will start to accept pre-orders soon. Standard edition uh, includes the base game, but enhanced edition will include the enhanced premium pack, five special Midnight Suns character skins. Meanwhile, the legendary edition... Includes uh, 23 different character skins and the Midnight Sun Season Pass, which will give you all four character packs that are coming in the future, as well as new missions and enemies. Um, new characters confirmed were like Spider Man, Scarlet Witch, and there's a third character yet to be unrevealed. Un- Here we see Venom getting pretty, uh, 
pretty scorched. But having just scratching his itch. But this is going to be a turn-based Marvel game, which I'm not a fan of turn-based. I've said it all over. But there's a thing that you can get with turn-based, especially with how well the XCOM developer does that. This could actually be a bigger game than Marvel's Avengers. Although that's... It, it's not a high bar, but it could be good, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but you can actually broach the story more effectively through turn-based because that allows for certain steps to fall within within each action sequence. So you can do it very well. Well, yeah, I mean, and once again, one of my most favorite games, Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2, t- two turn-based strategy games, but the powers that you got in that turn-based uh, setting, you were excited, if, even if it was a passive, because it would you would be able to formulate and plot your, plot your strategy easier. So there is a, 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 nice, um, a nice side to those games. I just don't like how they play. They're horrible. Kelly, what do you think after you're done laughing? With your own inside joke. <laughs> we want to laugh. Would you like uh, to share it with the class? Just remember, certain words make Chris cry. <laughs> yeah. He's so, like sugar in the rain. Yeah. I had a chance to look at that game and try to look at the gameplay. And, I yeah. mean, it looks good. Um, I'm not... I'm a more traditional when it comes to, like... I don't know. I'm, I'm stupid about, like, out, like their outfits. I'm not like the, I, don't, I don't know. I, you don't I, like the different alternative skins? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I do and I don't. I don't know. Because uh, some of them come from, like, Is it going to be any different than the last Marvel game? Well, that's the difference. This is XCOM. This isn't uh, uh, Crystal Dynamics making it. This is XCOM developer. Yeah. To where this is a different kind of flavor, you know? It's one of those uh, things where XCOM does that turn-based game very well. Hello, Charlie. Um but they do it very well. Say something. Yeah, say something. Don't just put it up to your say. mouth. Say, say Charlie. Say hi. 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 This hi. child goes towards the mic so much, Sing. but never says anything. Uh, say something, please. I think she's nervous to say something. Start sing him a song. We're live. You got to entertain the audience somehow. We can't have dead air. You're just entertaining the five of us. This is the first <laughs> game. That has been on the Xbox well, six, platform since Insomniac approached Xbox, right around the time that um, that exclusive game for the Xbox One came out during their launch came out. Um, so we're talking 20, 2015. So this is the first time that anything has been on the Xbox platform since then because we've had marvel ultimate alliance uh one and two and that had spider-man like the, did you like ultimate alliance i still play it from time to time it's a good beat em up yeah, it's a good beat em up you know it's fun to play i mean it, it's it's like arkham asylum it's it's just it's just a well that's the thing arkham asylum well i mean that kind of makes me want to play it more because arkham asylum had that style 
of gameplay to where even though it was a beat-em-up, it took a little bit of thought. You know, you saw the exclamation point, but it was very easy to get hit, and then you just get mobbed up behind to where you needed some kind of forethought going into that. To where even in the stealth areas, it was very easy to to where if you're going for that truly stealthy Batman option, they made it a challenge. It wasn't so easy to do that. So there was that style of game. I think there's a lot more that we could do with the superhero game that you can move forward, not just RTS and stuff like that. You can actually expand this out. Give me a MMO. Give me different style of superhero games, not just that. What would a different style... That's what I'm talking about. I, I'd just like to see a different style. What would style you like game. to see? I already said it. I love MMOs. I'd like to see, I want an, I'd like to see an actual RPG. Okay, traditional style? Or a RTS. Ant Farm style. No, like Command and Conquer style. Command and Conquer style. Just because style. I haven't, there's never, I haven't seen any RTSs since Command and Conquer, which me and Matt, or me and Chris have talked about. Yep. This stuff. Yep. Um, and then they had like, what it was like called, I think Supreme Commander. Well, even Star Supreme Wars Commander. did the RTS yep. with the Empire at War. And it was then very they, popular. And they had like Company of Heroes. Not yeah, Company of Heroes was good. Uh, yes. Company of Heroes, Sudden Strikes out there. There are a lot of RTSs. I out have Sudden Strikes oh, for yeah. Xbox. But, Starcraft. But they don't. There's there. I don't think they'll ever be as one as good as like Command and Conquer was. Anyway, Command and Conquer. Like, um, I'd like to see something like that, or just because I haven't seen in a while. The well, no, Lord of the Rings RTS was good, which which yeah. was Battle Battle for Middle Earth one yeah. and two. Um. So where would you like to see the superhero genre go gaming-wise, style-wise, old man? No, I'd, pr- I'd probably say uh, get off the RTS because I'd like to see that, but that's not what... You can't do, you can't you do, can't do a superhero game RTS style. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I- I'd rather the, see... There's it. no way to do it because each well, no. power is unique to the individual. You, you, could, do, heroes, you could do but... Marvel or DC Universe as a RTS because then you could have your central hero hub and then you gain heroes from there, and then it's more about like almost like a boys' style managing the world of superheroes. And you can do that either Marvel or DC, and just take it into that that kind of scale. I mean, the only way the only way you could technically do it, like within their own realms, is that the mutants for that board would be the heroes, and then you have like the building is actually the regular population that's either oh, for you, or against mutants. You could you could do mutants versus Avengers as an RTS. You could, but then, then you're you still... have that dichotomy between the two. And I mean, where like I said, you could do a Supreme Commander style where you player. have a hero that you pick, and that's that's your hero. And then you could have like I don't know, like you could spawn your barracks could have people that are like from. Their heroes uh, initiative to where they would send heroes out to a section or a quarter of the country. That is your player. Me, you pick. give me an RTS that's in that world, but you are just the everyday person, like building what, up your defenses. Yeah, and stuff well, like that's that. what I'm saying. And you have your, you thing. have your, you have your supplement forces, whether you're for evil or for, you know, or for good, and you call them in to assist. I gotta tell you, I like this idea, the Marvel RTS we're building. It's a Marvel. Call us. We got a lot of people that we need to call us. Um, a lot like this next story, because a new Lord of the Rings game was announced for PC. Return to Moria with all the sound of the moon. 
Return to Moria takes place during the fourth age of Middle-earth and is billed as a survival crafting game, in quotes. It will be exclusive to the Epic Games Store, at least at launch. Quote, summoned to the Misty Mountains by Lord Gimli, Lockbearer, players uh, take control of a company of dwarves tasked to reclaim the lost spoils from the dwarven homeland of Moria as it has procedurally generated worlds. So, no two adventures are alike. The developers say the game is playable solo or in co-op. Players can mine to craft uh, greater gear and resources, but beware of mining makes noise, and noise creates uh, created in the quiet uh, depth threatens to awaken the dangers below. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're not going to have, like, Kelly give Charlie SIDS. Um, No. (laughs) Honestly, I really like this idea for, like, a nice kind of, like, it's almost like the XCOM, like we were talking about. You have this dwarven race of people like all right let's start us excavating and you know you repair some places and make it better and you're rebuilding the misty mountain tops with no led zeppelin there's There's a bunch of stairways just none that lead to heaven (laughs) stairway denied for sure But spring 2023 if you is need a when spew, it's coming. Spewing this. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, wait. I fell on my keys. <laughs> Extract precious metals, scrape to survive, and battle unspeakable forces to learn the secret of the shadow that lurks within your own soul. I added that last part. But it's available spring 2023. Hello, Charlie. Our started next, saying, and I was trying to get it. Go ahead. Our go next ahead. story, I really feel like all of us have played this game. And I have never played this game. Well, besides Big Brother. But I am so excited about this. But Overwatch 2 launches a trailer. It'll launch on October 4th as a free-to-play game. Blizzard has announced Sunday, alongside Microsoft's Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase, it's being called... Early access release, which means it'll be far from done at that point. But I believe they said early access is uh, as early as this month. So you'll probably have to pay for early access, but the sequel to Overwatch will also launch with at least two new maps, one set in Toronto and the other in New York City. A new game mode called Push uh, and a variety of hero reworks that have been in beta testing since early. I'm nice. 2022. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> still, uh, Overwatch is still a is still a very popular game. I saw this announcement and I was like, maybe I got to reload Overwatch on my computer because I am not one for first person shooters. But it's so good. That it's being so said, good. this is an amazing game. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Ah, thank you. <laughs> but you don't have to be nervous. So it's just speaking of free. Blizzard games. You don't have to be nervous, Charlie. Just play Overwatch 2. There you go. Speaking Electric of free Blizzard games, did you see that um, uh, Diablo? Immortal? A, yeah, yeah, 4. I've, um, I've been playing it on my phone. They, you can play it on PC as well. Oh, nice. But you can tell that it's made for like, like made for fun. Oh, yeah. You can tell. 
She doesn't like soda, she says. Thank you. That, um, that, why? That's a good, good yeah. observation. Yeah. Ask her why. Don't drink any soda. It'll rot your teeth. More from Charlie's real thoughts later. Um, but real this thoughts. is... This is coming <laughs> from... He's rubbing, he's rubbing the back of my head. I'm loving it. Like, he's actually playing with my hair. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like Overwatch, we're loving it. Because Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S is where you will find this launching in October, as well as your local fridge later on. Um, I love this, man. Overwatch is one of those games. I'm not a shooter, but it was so fun even i couldn't deny it ultimate wall janger dan birch got me onto overwatch and i just, man it's just something about the maps and the characters to where your next death you're like no what? i'm gonna try this guy i'm gonna try this person and you just develop your favorites to where you have to be quick with your pick because other people will take that person so you gotta have <laughs> second and third and fourth picks but I was really their, impressed. Their events this. for like Halloween and Christmas, they're pretty they're pretty well done. That say. was the first live service game that I can honestly say that I I religiously went back to because it was just fun to play. Even if I was getting dominated, I would still get one or two good kills to where I'm like, ha, got you. One thing that would just redeem the match for me. And even though I sucked, I would still have so much fun. Just because of the abilities, the characters. There's a fun level. Like Kelly cannibalistically eating his child's fingers. Don't worry about making it. I'm listen. That's called rough and tumble play. That's why dads are fun. <laughs> that you you have with this game. You have that rough and tumble play with Overwatch, which is one of the things that you love about it. Another thing I think you might love is this completely original, not Left for Dead idea coming from Arcane Studios called Redfall, which is their attempt at an open world. Um, their attempt at a game like? Left for Dead in the open world that is essentially no zombies. No zombies. I can show you an open world. They're, they're vampires. They so. already have that, though. It's called State of Decay. Vampires? Well, yeah, no, 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 no. This is not zombies, sir. This is, oh, op- oh, this is open world vampires. Ah. Which is, clearly... Is that- is that was that a mansion? Was that Edward Cullen's place? Yeah, this has clearly never been done in Left for Dead fashion. So this is something that you know you have to have a pink shotgun for. Yeah, with boom written on the side. That's I what sells that it before. for me. The boom. The boom. The white boom label. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I like this. This is my boomstick. Giggity. Um. Wow, it's amazing. Doors open. You don't even need hands. You can keep your gun, your hands on the gun, and open open oh, but doors. You need your hands to climb up the ladder. I like well, that. I like yeah, that. yeah. It's it doesn't. Touch. It doesn't make completely not make sense. Don't go there. They're behind the. Do- See, they're there. There's drag marks. <laughs> Follow the drag marks. So that yeah. way, there and you go. there's like this whole you kind of. Up. Oh, look at that! Open the door. door. No hands. I love. <laughs> <laughs> no hands. Look, mom. No hands. Um, no feet either. There. What do you do? You stare at the blood on the floor. Where did he go? Because you're not looking at him. There you go. Once again, my problem with these trailers are Aim how... down sight, buddy. Jesus. How much they suck at their job. You have one job, yeah. bro. Demonstrating the game. I know what you want to see. The vampires run up and stab him with the silver thing. It's like the same like when you have um, yeah. like 
mobile games and you watch the people do the mo- mobile yeah. games and you're like, why are you so bad at it? Yeah. Like, look, man, I know what you want to see. You want to see me kind of dying and then eventually triumphing in the end. Like, bro, I don't care. You're not Captain America. That's why developers are not beta testers. Exactly. But I do kind of like how they're... Beta testers, beta for life. They're not going outside their comfort zone because looking at this trailer, it very much screams Left 4 Dead to me. Just with vampires in an open world. Instead of corralling you like cattle to where they want you to go, they're putting the forethought to put more content in their game and just switching the enemy. I'd be surprised if they didn't just switch the skin and say, "Oh, Mago boss." Do you think? Do you think this is a, there's a reason why vampires are becoming um, a thing? Because this is like the third vampire game that we've heard of. Because V Rising on Steam is get is badass. You raise a, early development. a good so point, that's pre- and that's where the vampire global government is raising its head to make people more aware of vampires. So when they come out in the Supposed uh, metaphorical daylight that they actually are more well accepted. Maybe because Morbius is going to get a lot of. Uh, Looks like no, they re-released that in theaters and it's still tanked. I don't think it has anything to do with Morbius. It's just people have this fascination with zombies and vampires to where when they get tired of one, they go over to the other. When you look at the trends, you had well, Walking Dead really big. Before that, the big thing was there's. Uh, so you played Diablo. And Rice novels with the interview with a vampire and all that. You have these fandoms of zombies, vampires. Wow, listen. And it's it's like it's that horror sci-fi fandom that keeps competing with each other because both are equally interesting and kinky in a way. You know what I would like to see? Who doesn't want to eat brains? They're interchangeable. A quiet place video game. What? That'd be very silent. Very quiet. No, the based like off the, the movie. Oh, oh, oh! You mean the, the? Yeah, no. I was about to say a quiet place. Like it's just ASMR. Because there's like an interesting, like a uh, little known factoid about that movie. Where <laughs> where's the VR? Where's the VR ASMR game? You know what I mean? That would be in truly that movie. The, the comforting place. in this in the in the store shelves, potato chips are left untouched because they're very loud, even when you eat them. That sounds Makes like sense. living with Big Brother with a severe migraine day. It's every day. I, I can just be more polite some days than others. <laughs> Such as us all. Like this next story. Because, very politely, people have called it No Man's Skyrim. But fifteen, close to 15 minutes of gameplay. I'm pretty sure uh, you're going to have to... Like skip through a little bit of it. Two games, um, of which I love. Here we yeah, go. No, we're going to go second like by it. second, analyzing every frame, frame. by frame. The play by play. Sky, uh, Skyrim. No, Starfield. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, here we see like they're jumping into it. You uh, scroll a little bit further. There you go. Um, this is probably eighty percent of the game that you're going to see, which is barren rock. They have over a thousand worlds, which they're trumping. Um, I'm trying not to crap on this, but it's literally No Man's Sky meets Skyrim. No, no, there's, there's, there's two very good story. games, in my opinion, though, so it might be really good. I it like, could I be. like, I like many aspects of this game, like the uh, the shift 
Look, crafting. I like when, that aspect of now, I should preface this by saying when Preface? I first yeah, thank you. I should say this because when I first watched this, I instantly looked at this like a seven year old kid watching Star Wars for the first time because I loved it. Your robot there, who's obviously very helpful. You're scanning just like your vats and learning oh, about wow. your. That's that's exactly like <laughs> no man's sky right there. That's where they got the idea. Exactly, like it I was love the one. idea. I love Bethesda doing this as an IP, but I can't help but see the similarities between every all the inspirations are pulling because right here, this scene is dope because you instantly pull out your weapon, but he's like, mm, not worth it. And you're like, all right, that was an interesting encounter. Oh, another one. And, and another, another one. And another. Oh, maybe that's it. Nope. And another and another. We got Uncle Bob. We got Aunt Sue. We got little Jimmy. They're all crossing the road. Why? Name we don't know. This is you what I like. play the game. The mining. You got your little No Man's Sky little mining laser. <laughs> that's oh. literally <laughs> what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is legit. This is literally No Man's Sky right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's a good idea, but did you have to copy their homework as they say I it? I like the, the base. Look, looks good. So, I would like to see... No Man's Sky could have been so much better if you could have... A story? I know that the A Bethesda infinite, bank account but, behind it? Because that's what it looks like. you know that it is multiplayer... And people can join you, but I wish that it was open world multiplayer more where you mm. ran into more people, real people. Yeah. Yeah. The only I mean, time you actually see them is in the anonymy. Anomaly. I will say this. When Bethesda puts their resources into a game, they focus on every facet. However buggy it is. I like this idea part. Exactly. However you know, glitchy it is. They focus on this idea to where you will be able, I guarantee you, you will be able to replay this game to the point to where we're going to be joking about how they have it on every device you never thought you would have, like Skyrim. That's another they part. like to add playability. Exactly. Sky didn't have is the, the battle was, there was no, like, I like the fact that you're fighting other people like that. This expands their business model even more to where, Everything says Bethesda as well as No Man's Sky, but that's almost a compliment to what No Man's Sky turned into. You have all of these uh, different elements of everything that you love, but it has Bethesda behind it because you have the best amount of uh, character customization that they have ever had in a game. They're touting as this one. And then you have... We get a jetpack right here. This is my favorite part of it. It's where you see this jet, the ship, and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? Fly over there and start kicking ass and taking names. And you're muted, Kelly. Skip past uh, a, a jetpack. No way. I've never seen that before. No man's guy. It's completely original idea. No man's guy. Um, but here we see him <laughs> using his little lock breaker watch to walk in here. You're part of a collective who's trying so to save like the crack, galaxy. It's like Crackdown. Or, or what's the uh, what's the what's the game where you you're the hacker? Um, it's like oh, Watchdogs. Watch, yeah, like, yeah, Watchdogs now. Well, here's the thing. You're uh you're part of a group of uh people who want to find galactic artifacts 
and uh, save them from a bunch of marauders. So now it turned into Indiana Jones. In space. That's cool. Meets No Man's Sky meets Skyrim. So... It sounds you like... You snuffed it out from this one video. <laughs> it you sounds got it. like... No need to buy it. You guys figured <laughs> it, it out. It just sounds like a whole bunch of tropes because I, I see things like uh, Outer Worlds kind of vibes to where the different corporations and different factions and it, all of this, it's just... It screams Bethesda to me. And it looks like they're putting the, that kind of thought into it like they put their other properties to where people can make fun of it and we can laugh about it all you want, but everybody is going to play this game when it launches. I mean, first person, primarily, but you can also do third person. A Thousand Planets, you have uh, New Atlantis as, you know, a main hub you visit. XP progression system with in uh, uh, action per kill. So you have that classic kind of uh, skill system. But the skills you invest in, if you continue to use them, you level those skills up. So it has that classic Bethesda RPG feel to it with... I'm going to say it's probably going to be an amazing story. You never have to question the actual story. Like Skyrim had a good story, you know, um, yeah. all of them. They're good storytellers. It's just our main jokes have been about the quality. But this on a new engine looks great. And it's a new IP, the first new IP from them in a very long time. I think I copied it down. This guy, when I came up with the idea. 25 for- years. The first new IP from this company in 25 goddamn years. I got a guy was like, when I came up with the idea for Starfield. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably 15 years ago. And he just kept it quiet. I was playing too human on the Xbox. No man's sky stole my idea. (laughs) Too human. Oh God, I thought that was gonna be such a good game. But I mean, how are Big we both Brother? We're excited for that game. But, and we're like, did you play it yet? We're like, no. Big I'm Brother, like, you're the Bethesda fan out of all of us. What, mm-hmm. what are your impressions from this? Because here we're seeing the skills, and you see how they level up. Later on, we see the, the uh, ship play, which looked great. Yeah, the only you can thing- customize your ship in a way that you can't. A lot of other things. Exactly. But the thing is, the one thing that people are bitching about that I don't care is that you can't go from surface to space. It's like a cutscene. But, uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's every one, other that's game. That's actually one really good thing about No Man's Sky that, I, no Man's Sky that I did like was the fact that it was so open. Like, they made it like that so you could get off the planet and go right up right up into space. Yes, but if it means you use that load time to give me a cutscene and improve the graphical quality of what I'm about to see, I'm willing to overlook that cutscene. Because then I'll just look at my phone, check something, like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'll do something else. I gotta go put the daughter to bed. I'll talk to you guys later. Later, buddy. Later, buddy. Later, man. But overall, Um, I think this is a good one. I think this is the ship uh, customization here to where, old man, I know you alone... I can imagine building so many different ships, and you can steal them too. By the way, um, yeah, but I would, I would, I would be so like into the design of the ships that I would never play the game, and then be like, "Fuck it, I just wasted twenty five hours of my life." And you didn't. I'm waste not going to play this game. And here's the sh- the the space. Like they have a dogfight here it's and all like that. Star Citizen. That's what I'm saying. That was the first 
vibe that I got off of this was very Star Citizen. But also, you know what? If it looks like Star Citizen and you're releasing it, I'm all for it. Go you for actually you finished the game? A, at least you can put out a product. I'll give and you look that. at this. The the flight and the and the dog fight here is I found very impressive as a final surprise to this Starfield presentation because he's taking on two giggity, two Marauders, one starship, and it looks like it's going to be very uh, easy to get involved with the controls to where it's not going to be like elite dangerous and you have to have a keyboard to understand how to do everything and as yeah, well you, as a you manual. T- take, your, take your degree in quantum physics. Exactly. This looks really good, and it's Bethesda, so you have that kind of welcome mat here to where it's a Bethesda may, game in space, and you're going to enjoy it. And you may fall through the floor randomly. Remember it's to save. It's going to happen. At, set a timer when you play. A lot. Okay. Set a timer to remind you to save. So that way, I am telling myself this in the future. So that way, you don't rage quit because you just spent five hours and forgot to save. Yeah. Remember to save, Batman. Remember to save. Anyway, my personal message aside, I think there's a lot here for, to Starfield for everybody to be excited about, especially yes. with what they showed here because it's very much. Yes, it's a, like E3-style presentation, but they show here you can go anywhere on that planet. You can land. So, you ha- like I said, you have that attention to graphical quality. They are making plant. They literally made 1,000 planets to where even though 80% of it may be barren planets, you have over 100 like life. systems to visit. And I, they already have DLC planned. So it's only going to get better. To where this is their next hit. Then you have Skyrim, or you have the next Elder Scrolls. And then after that, you have Fallout 5. That's where Bethesda's going. And with Microsoft behind them, I feel like this is the first title that's really going to stand out and say, look, this is us behind Microsoft. And this is what we can do. Because already I'm impressed. There wasn't one glitch in that presentation. We'll see how the game starts day one. But I'm impressed. What do you think, old man? Um, we had the same thought process about Fallout 76 when it was like being released, but that engine was older. I'm 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 split on just it is like for like for No Man's Sky and some things, but yeah. being that it's Bethesda. Uh, and how much care and polish to putting into this product. That makes it different enough. Yeah, it makes it different enough. That's nice. That's a very eloquent statement because there's, as much as we crap on them, there is a quality to a Bethesda game that overall you'll enjoy. I'm just glad that they updated the engine, okay? Yes! Oh, my God. Finally! Because they've been using the same engine since Fallout 3. Oh, Rockstar, get a grip. But <laughs> certain companies just really cling to those engines, man. We paid got- for it. We're using it forever. <laughs> Deal with it, fuckface. You gotta let it go, man. You we have a subscription. Go. That's it. <laughs> we bought it in 1985. Certain engines kind of stand the test of time. Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption are are testament to that. And people will yeah. still buy those games just yeah. because of 
how much shit you can get into with those games. Not necessarily for the engine and the graphical quality. Just because the game is fun and you can do a bunch of stuff doesn't mean that it's graphically impressive. But, But when your engine surpasses is it, the only thing that's surpassing your engine is your storytelling i.e fallout 3 and fallout 4 fallout 3 was probably the more hit fallout new vegas was also a hit for that as well i could see fallout 4 more being uh, uh restricted by the graphical quality and relying right. more on the story and the stuff you could do because i think they were just trying right. to stretch out that engine but because f- we had we had Oblivion and Fallout Three within a year of each other, okay, and then uh, we had Fallout Four and um, Fallout Seventy Six, and then Skyrim. <laughs> with- Skyrim was <laughs> yeah. So Skyrim is kind of like Skyrim is a running oh, wow. joke of Bethesda right now. Right? We know that. But when Skyrim, after Fallout 4 came out... It uh, won awards. It mm-hmm. hands wow. down won awards. But again, the storytelling... Refrigerator the game storytelling of the, of the game... <laughs> excelled far, far exceeded the engine. Yeah. The engine was just a focal point. That's all it was. Yeah, and that's the main thing that they do. I mean, they excel at different things to where them taking ideas from somebody else and morphing it into another game might be just like this next story. That was a good segue. Because Justin Rowland is making a comedic first-person shooter called High on Life. I enjoy games that don't take themselves seriously, i.e. Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I've already um, read the, the the story for this. It looks amazing, and it looks oh, yeah. with the amount of progressions and, and the ability that they have in here. Yeah. Um, I love the I'm cartoony style to it with the first-person shooter because you, I think the premise is you're saving an alien race that are essentially guns. That's Rose Tyler. Um, they're essentially guns. Right? I mean, that's what I picked up because the guns are, like, talking to you as you, right here, as you shoot them. And each of them have their own funny quirks. Blah, 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 quirks blah, blah. They say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just makes sense. Like, yes, you get him involved in this because why has nobody suggested him doing a game before? It's like Solar Opposites meets Rick and Morty. Like, okay, I'm down for that game. I couldn't really um, link I'm, on I'm, to Solar Opposites as a show because it just felt too Rick and Morty, but I'm down for this game. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I got I'm on I'm running on time there, man. Yeah, but I'm I mean, essentially the news release said the bounty hunters will work with or against NPCs, find upgrades, and collect more guns in this game. Um High Own Life is currently being developed for Windows PC. Xbox One and Series X. So we'll have to see if all these games actually turn out and it be a good idea. Um, we had a lot go on here, and we always end off this podcast with the end credits. So 
end credit for this week is one that came from Big Brother, <coughs> which is... In honor of the new holiday. Yeah. Juneteenth. And it is a holiday, because I get off. Yes. Um, I don't get off for a lot of holidays, but that if you got off, that's a holiday. So, the end credit is, if you could make a holiday, what would it be and what month? Yeah, what month could use a nice holiday? My, mine is very, that easy layup of, I would make Star Wars Day a holiday. And have it focused I mean, around arts and film and, you know, storytelling and highlighting what you can do from a simple think, inspirational kid kind of holiday, you know? I think the community uh, would like this one, but just make N7 Day. I love that idea. Commander Shepard. make N7 Day because, you know, Commander Shepard. Commander Shepard did it. not die in vain in my story. Just, just he died. make, make <laughs> November 7th yeah. Commander Shepard Day. Okay. Okay. What about uh, Goku's birthday? Good. Goku Day? Or Mario Day? You could do any of those. Mario Day is already widely celebrated. It's just That's why making holiday. it a national holiday, I think it would, you know, really solidify any kind of tensions between us and Japan. You know, we did drop a couple bombs on them that killed a lot of them. <laughs> we're tired of hearing about it. Stop. We're tired. <laughs> but ultimately, I I like uh, Star Wars Day. Uh, Big Brother, what holiday were you thinking? I like Juneteenth. It's great. It's placed nice in the calendar. Yeah, but that's already a holiday. You just, you just I like that one. I'm th- I came up with that. I don't have to have one. That's what I thought. You came up with Juneteenth? <laughs> no, no, no. I came up with the what holiday would you have? <laughs> that was very forward. Juneteenth was mine. That's what I want, and that's where it is. Right where okay. it needs to be. So Next week. He got the holiday he never knew he wanted. Next um, week. Old man, you're siding with, uh, with N7 Day. I'm siding with Star Wars Day. If you have... A holiday that you think we missed on this end credit. However, be it so brief, make sure you comment and let us know below. Um, we end off this podcast the same way with thank yous. We thank you, Catherine uh, Franks, Rose Owens, and Mark Gervais, as well as you, Loyal Welljanger, for liking, commenting, supporting, and overall subscribing to the podcast. And Linky's wine can only mean one thing, which is none other than a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am none other than your host, Matthew Beaver the Madman. To my left is Christopher Bristow, the old man. Our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bugrell, big brother. As well as our mascot, hero at time, Link Diablo. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. Until then... Game on, Wild Jaggers! Bye-bye! That's enough, Eddie. Enough of that. End in the podcast. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we're going to end it. Shut it off. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Play on the Jaggers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. Talk show. Make sure you switch it over to PJ. It's on Wild Jagger Gaming. Both him and I, man. I swear. Like, you...
you, I've tried just like backspacing everything. I've tried like highlighting, deleting. I've tried t- actually just physically typing it in, copy and pasting. It will always go to Big Brother plays Elden Ring. Or Matt plays has the been for told. <laughs> and there's not too much work. <laughs> it has been foretold be. in the prophecy. Three, two, one, you're now live. <laughs> Just like this podcast, <laughs> been foretold. <laughs> been foretold on for every Tuesday. While we wait for it's our 70 green flags. Keep your dreams low tarnished. Let's start with the end credits. First, uh, first one there, already queued up. Belmont. Our Belmont Rise. I ain't got no video. There's a video right up top. Oh. Try reloading. A Belmont Rises in the first trailer. Oh, goddamn fucking cookies. Yeah, verify the fucking cookies already. God damn it. Verify preferences again? Hang on. What's the... Goddamn cookies. It's a per- permission thing uh, above that. Oh, no, yeah. Maybe that'll do it. Yeah. No. No? You can't hear our words from the story. Okay. Well, we're not allowed <laughs> to look at the story. Fuck them. Oh, <sighs> we're not supposed to say that. You can edit that fuck out. And this fuck, too. That's too many fucks. That's over our fuck quota. Even for credits, that's too many fucks. Anyway. A Belmont <laughs> Rises. In the first trailer for Netflix's Castlevania uh, Nocturne. So essentially, this one, the thing I liked about it is that it's being, uh, it's taken place in the 1792 amidst the French Revolution with the main character being Richter Belmont. And he is on the same bloodline as Trevor and Sophie, uh, Sypha's blood. Sypho Diaz? Not Sypho Diaz. Not that guy? Not, Short guy? Not that w- guy. Looking ears? No. Not the person that ordered the clones. Fling stuff around with his mind? Although with Tales from the Jedi, we may see Master Sypho Diaz in the Count Dooku story. Yeah. And his That'd line of shades. Cool. Yeah. So, Castlevania, the first... Goodbye there. <laughs> the first um, series, I'll put it, with the Castlevania went well. Um, do you see this as being like a almost like an Assassin's Creed, like the Belmonts through the years, or do you just see them doing the uh, doing the you know game adaptations and stopping? Well, I mean, you had Richter, um, and then Trevor, and Simon. Was it? No, it was. Uh, Trevor, Simon, Richter, in, yeah. that, in that order. And Sir Dracula's Curse introduced Alucard on Nintendo. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, that's where they're pulling, I think they're pulling the lore from that. So they're yeah. cooking Alucard? Alucard. Ah! Hang on. There we go. He'll get it in two or three. <laughs> right sound effect within four. I didn't have my sound effect cheat board up. <clears throat> But, so, you need proper labeling, sir. Proper labeling. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> 93 Castlevania video game, Castlevania Rondo of Blood is also known as Dracula 10. One. 
So that's where we're going here for the next Castlevania. I thought that was pretty exciting with that one. Um, also, yeah. since we're in that anime realm, I saw One Punch Man, the movie, got a director, Justin something. Um, I didn't edit it in here. Like a uh, bunch of stuff. Of them. <laughs> yeah. But One Punch Man, you know, our main man, Connor, Mr. Himself. Yeah. He'll love that. He'll love that as a movie. I mean, that's where you go logically. I mean, if you're not going to give me another series. Uh, well, they are working on season three, to be fair. They're working on every season. Let's just quantify that. Another thing they're working on is this next live se- segment story. Yeah, that's what they do when they go to work. Because now video games will be able to buy their own awards for the Grammys. See what I did Yay. there? They lost all their credibility a long time ago. With Jethro Tall. But yeah. Grammy Awards. <laughs> you were, oh, you were alluding to it. Yeah. I, was I wasn't going to say. I was a little bit more overt, like beat you over the head with it. Um, but as a part of BBC's summer prom series later this year, uh, video games will be showcased uh, with Kingdom Hearts. But and I didn't Shadow know that Colossus. was the spirit in the sky. With diamonds. Um, but, I mean. That was Lucy. Eh, close enough. <laughs> but do you see this as an actual step forward for gaming? Or is this just, you know, hey, let's include that kid too? So I'm just going to say this. Um, gamers already knew how fucking amazing music soundtracks were. Yeah. And are still to this day. Case in point, we have like 25 different renditions of one winged angel for Sethiroth. Just, Just fucking the, saying. Look at the John <laughs> look at the John Williams score for Star Wars and how that has been adapted through the years. It's just crazy. Oh it's... and then on top of that, stop scratching me. Um <laughs> Well no, I was seeing if I could actually block your view, but I didn't I didn't do that right. I'm gonna do that next time. So I, my hand You gotta will go green over screen you. me. That's what you gotta do. You can green screen that box. Oh the box. You can yeah. actually... That's in the uh, settings in that. Throw a little but, filter on that. Anyway. For 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 you know, other times. But um as far as the Grammys go, I mean it's the Grammys. You know, yeah, no, no one, no, it's, it's not, no one gives a shit anymore. It's not like staying up on Sunday night till 10 o'clock watching any type of award show that. Wait, wait, wait. Are any of the no uh, people giving awards going to be assaulted for jokes? You never know, man. They're, they do have an award for comedy. So there, is, it is possible. So, so it's possible. It okay. is. So I know, so I know this possible. is end credits. Please don't. I know this is end credits. And I, At I least. and you're, you're jokingly yes. bringing that up, yes. but here's the thing. A rapper can go to Walmart, kill a fucking guy. Uh-huh. But Will Smith smacks Chris Rock and he's banned out of the Academy. Awards. Awards, yeah, for yeah. a time. They're for not time. kicking him out of the academy. They no. let him keep his no, award, no. though. They let him keep his award, but I think they kind of yeah. realized it was like a mental breakdown, like live on stage, happening yeah, it, at a live, you know, having at just, a recorded event. All right, re, re, you know, let's give the guy a pass. You know, it's Will Smith. All right, you know what? It's Will. Let's blame his wife. You know, even speaking from per- oh, personally, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. We 
all get into those funks to where you don't realize something is amiss. And maybe that is the case. Maybe there's something else going on. But, you know, that's the thing left for We know that something else is going on. She's crazy. Yeah. That's what's going on. Need I bring up, I will, my handy pie chart here of the crazy. San Diego. I'm I'm glad you finally worked out the leveling issue there with your box, but the the thing came that came from uh, how I met your mother, the crazy hotness scale. As equally hot, the craziness is right there on the scale. It's a statistical average. I mean, it's probably true. Everybody's crazy. It's just a matter of how much. Exactly where the scale comes in. You know, you can graph it mathematically, like science, a lot like this next story. <laughs> Eight minutes of gameplay. Big Brother's going to sift through. There we go. Somebody actually has a freaking trailer. Um, Outpost. I found this very um, entertaining because it is a, like a culmination of a bunch of different games. Um, okay. There's like RTS elements um, as well as... Uh, uh, Let's see here. Just scanning through the article. This is why it didn't make it into the show. Um, it, it's a game from China, and it's coming to Steam. And uh, the first trailer, uh, you're working through the the working title is Outpost. It's a bombastic mix of a casual missile tossing, sudden flips, uh, bah, 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 between uh, RT, uh, RTS and stacks of artillery, mechs. Hordes of enemies, and then a robot swarm right out of the Matrix Revolutions, really uh, tickling everybody's fancy. So you have that FPS element in here, and then you also I later thought on you were going to say RTS. you're going to be tickling that ship that flew off. You're going to be tickling somebody's pickle with this game because it's. I mean, it's. I mean, out of China, obviously, we have some pretty good visuals besides the boxes. I'm just. <laughs> going to leave that up to uh, the early boxes stage. needed two hits okay i mean really you know it and always then... comes back to boxes because we were attacking boxes in final fantasy 7 remake little boxes on the hillside little boxes made of ticky tacky little boxes on the hillside and they all look just the same oh, great four look yeah. at four shots to get that one okay. so this is like a zombie horde game and i think the thing that makes it original is actually th- how it, it is um, mixing the elements of different games. Because you have a very classical, traditional first-person shooter right here. But then here you get, like, ammo and then, like, the different kinds. It's almost like a, that classic, you have your different ammo, when, your different kind of style gun with your main gun. When you he have runs, a, the ball a, a mining thing. To turn. So there's, like, that crafting resources as well. So you're getting into that survival aspect, you know, loosely. Um, Reminds me of another game. Yeah, I can't, can't put remember. my finger on it. Giggity. Mostly, like, something else. Yeah, but, you know, I mean. Well, I'm not going to touch it. Okay, well. But this is where it really gets interesting because you see him coming out of the uh, out of the holes here. Scroll a little bit forward <laughs> in time. And you'll see uh, the RTS. Um, yeah, they're right there. To where this is the base builder part. To where you're setting your tur- your turrets and your missiles and all that to help you with this zombie horde coming out of those out, out of the, the front frontal field here. And then 
there's that element, and now you're back into the FPS. However you were able to prepare, whatever resources you were able to gather, then that is right in the front forces there, you know? And uh, scroll forward, you get a little bit more of, like, some action right here to where your turrets, you have to refill them with ammo. So you have to have that into account as well. And I like how they have just the ammo count on the side of the box. Like, if you have a team in this, it's I feel like you can really go through, like, wave after wave and have that kind of zombie wave game. And you have your missiles. There's also, uh, later on, there's, the, like, this weird red swarm that comes out of the fr uh, sky. But, you know, he's pretty much handling himself until the end of the demo because <laughs> he gets overtaken. The base gets overtaken, probably due to story, you know. This is one of, like, the first stages. Um, Reminds so, me of the Matrix. Yeah, and that's where that description is like, oh, it's kind of Matrix-like. That really makes sense. And as th this swarm is like, yeah, you weren't ready for this. Um, but that's why I'm looking at this, like Outpost. I feel like this is one that we should watch, you know, and see where the development goes with it because there's way too many interesting parts out of this you know there's a lot of like chinese and japanese and north korean south well south korean i'm not not so much north korean um, I, you know i haven't heard of those games <laughs> south korean game companies which are really expanding on what we traditionally they think they tend to game. stay in the corner <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're single player private games you can't buy and you made them yourself in secret in your closet but oh, and computers are illegal there. <coughs> There's a lot more Chinese people on Steam. They just heavily censor that. Oh, my God. They heavily censor it. But um, this one is definitely one to watch out. There were a lot of games that are going to be highlighted in the podcast today. But I yes. ultimately felt like... This one de deserved... Wow, uh, they really look like squiddies. Oh, yeah, yeah. but I They think are squiddies. I think they're actual squids, though. Like, in just, some form, like a sci-fi squid. Yeah, just different enough to avoid... See, like, right there, you really get a good look at them. And then it goes right into, Oh, we gotta <laughs> get out of here, boss! Bless you. Suddenly, um, they're all empty. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that was a big horde, man. You had, like, three squid, squiddy hordes coming through i mean that would have wiped out any matrix outpost but this is where it really gets kind of here oh yeah really? man it's the just border. like it, it it ends off nice but no? what do you think of this old man is it just am i in my own mind in just like some kind of imaginary land where this isn't really that transformative of an idea um i just think like especially for steam there's a lot of stuff that you can do really well on steam and have like just to, it doesn't have to be a well-known property. You can just have a good idea and put it out on Steam, and it will be a hit if it's good, because the word of mouth is stronger on that platform. I agree with that statement. Um, the game, um, to me, just seems like it was just a, a mishmash of other ideas blended into one. That's all it is to me. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a hole. We'll have zombies, yeah. and yeah. zombies keep coming. You know that level of uh, Metal Gear Solid where yeah. you're shooting a zombie? That. <laughs> let's make that, but let's, like, scale it up a bit. I kind of feel like when it's I mainly... scale it up a bit, let's add a yard. It's mainly like trying to just make, a like, a one of those wave modes in, like, Gears, like an actual game just by sprinkling in a little bit of RTS. 
Well, this is what they have so far. Let's see if it evolves. That's why I just think it's something to watch. You know, like um, the one uh, I forget the bright uh, bright memory. Bright memory is one I'm still watching because you buy it. I bought it in early access for like thirty. Uh, it was like maybe twenty thirty dollars, and that bought the full game once he's done making it. And even the demo. It, the replayability of it is just amazing. And that's why I invested in it, because I watch the early cuts. I might have to get back to some of that, uh, some of those exclu- exclusive uh, Matt Plays content in the future, but we'll have to see. A lot like seeing you hit that subscribe button right here, right above my head. That's going to be every single uh, best Perjangers and Wallhangers video for you. And right above the old man's head, well, that's going to be... Every single Triforce podcast and a playlist that we have on YouTube. But most importantly is you like and comment below and make sure to subscribe and support the podcast. And of course, until next time, the podcast doesn't end until our main man Connor says, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.